0: to the Urban Wine Club podcast. Pour a glass, sit back, and enjoy the show.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to our podcast. I'm your host, Forti Stamos, and along with me, as always, Ari Kalos.
0: Hello, hello. How is everybody doing?
1: Excellent, Ari. You know, Ari, um, we've had some interesting and amazing guests, uh, and we're very grateful for that, and uh, it just keeps getting better. Uh, we're coming across uh, guests from all over the, the world, not just the U.S., not just Greece and what have you, but uh, thanks to social media, our next guest in our program really wowed me based on uh, what she's doing, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about, more about what she's doing and who she is, but I wanted to welcome to our show, Krisa Torzaiki.
0: Hello, Lisa.
2: Hello, hello. Thank you for having
1: me. Thank you for taking the time. I'm sure you've got a lot going on. It is during, you know, we are in holiday mode, so I'm sure there's a lot of moving parts for everybody. But um, this is an opportunity for us to actually finally get to speak to you after following you on social media um, and, you know, being fascinated by the fact that you're taking the efforts to do something that we're going to talk about that I've been always wondering why it hasn't it been done before? So Ari, I'm I'm sure we've, you know, we've talked a little bit about Krisa uh, directly, but um, Krisa is putting together, uh, and she'll tell us more about it, um, a documentary on the wine culture of Crete. Mm. And, you know, we've touched touched upon some of our segments uh, with Crete and Wine. We did a webinar with with Crete and Wine, uh, getting our fans and our audience a little more familiar with the production from Crete. Uh, Crete is a fascinating part of Greece, in my opinion, that produces some of the best products overall, uh, not just wine. And I think this is a great opportunity to get to know Crete a little better uh, with Krisa.
0: That's absolutely correct. And, you know, I am part Cretan, so this touches home for me. And I actually don't know all that much about my heritage. I mean, I've been there when I was young, uh, but my mom passed away uh, when I was younger, so I never really got the full effect. And when Foti first introduced me to this uh, to you through social media and then we saw your clips, it was absolutely fascinating. And, and something I think it, it, like I said, it's close to my heart, but it's, it's something that's so much more. And, And I think everybody out there absolutely has to see what you're doing and has to learn more about this because it's, it's just such a fascinating and wonderful part of the world that produces amazing wines and, and much more than that. Um, but you know what? Let's let's yeah. let's talk to let's talk to Krisa because
1: before before we get to know a little bit more about Crete and Cretan wine, let's get to know a little bit more about Krisa yes. and tell us Krisa, you know, where this all started from, you know, you know what led you to what you're doing today. Maybe give us a little bit about your roots from Greece.
2: Oh, funny, funny that you mentioned the word roots. Um, so I come from a family in Crete where my grandfathers had vineyards and we all the children, all the family had to attend and help during harvest time, oh. which was not that fun after <laughs> we got a little older and we actually had to to do the actual work. Because when oh. we were children, it was fun. We were playing at the vineyard. Um, fast forward to me moving to the U.S. five years ago, I started tasting different wines from all over the world. The U.S. is a country where we were lucky enough to have Wines from all over the world, oh, yes. and um, I, I got fascinated with the um, idea of wine, wine tasting. I wanted to learn about the history of uh, the wines and uh, the people who made it. I was always fascinated by stories. I was I had nothing to do with wine though. I was, I studied poli-sci in, in university and then I, I launched my career advising politicians on public speaking and, and how, and strategy Interesting. basically. Interesting. Branding the way that we say branding, but for politicians. Nice. And um, I never thought I would have an interest in changing careers, but here we are right now. And, um, There was a point in, in my, in my life here in the U S where I said, well, I would like to, to turn into wine as, as a career. And how can I do that? Now,
1: let me ask you this. What was that pivotal point? What actually got into your head that moment? Where was it?
2: It was at a winery in Oregon. Okay. We were tasting Pinot Noir and the, 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 owner i believe it was the owner it was a small winery yeah. the owner heard us talking greek and he said he recognized the language and he said oh you're greeks that's great um
1: i hope that was a positive uh,
2: <laughs> no it was not because uh, he was uh, excited we were greek but then he said yeah your wines are not that great mm. in that moment i realized this guy has not a clue what the Greek wine industry has done in the past uh, 15, 20 years. So and that was not the only guy who didn't know about sure. what Greek wine is all about. and what-
0: I, I, want you, I want you so much to become a great success so you could start off with somebody was messing with your Greek pride and it spurred this whole movement in the world. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah. well it's a different it's it's a different uh, different things that motivate different people right for yeah. me it was always right. someone told me that oh no you cannot do this or um you're good enough or who do you think you are doing this it's like you know many that many motivates great me and like um yeah
0: many great things have happened from from that kind of motivation so i i i want this to be your to just you know keep doing it
2: <laughs> thank you thank you um so that was the first time where I felt, hmm, maybe we, we're not doing a great job as a country in, in Greece marketing the the wine aspect of our of our culture, of our exports. Uh, and maybe we can do a little better job. Mm-hmm. So I, I yeah. started thinking, how how can I contribute to this? And let me tell you, being uh, a young person and a woman and a person who has not a deep knowledge in wine wanting to go into the wine industry, it can be really, let's say not welcoming.
1: Mm. <laughs> could be, it imagine. could be intimidating and frustrating at, yes. the, at the same token. Absolutely.
2: It requires some kind of uh, courage oh, yeah. uh, to get into uh, the wine industry from, from zero. And, um, I have a background in marketing, so I thought, okay, what can I do? So that that's how uh, Wine Seller Stories started on Instagram, and I started sharing all kinds so, of wines, not just Greek wines.
1: So, so you you decided to create an Instagram account called Wine Seller Stories,
2: exactly. And um, I started sharing my thoughts around wine, the wine industry. And slowly started introducing some Greek wines and some wines from Crete. I'm originally from Crete. So that spoke to my heart. And um, I slowly realized that I don't have enough wines from Crete to taste in the U.S. And um, at the same time, I started watching all these documentaries on Amazon, Amazon Video. And I, I noticed um, people were tasting Wines that they knew the stories oh, of yeah. the certain wines, the sure. people who made it. So there was a point where I saw we lacked that connection. The storytelling with uh, our wines through, to, to the consumers. Sure. And, you know, Greek <clears> wine <throat> and Greece, it's all about the myth. It's all about the story. We have to use that in our marketing and in our storytelling.
1: You're, that's so true. So true. Uh, we we, uh, we had a brief conversation not too long with Ari, where there's another colleague of ours that joins us on a lot of our webinars. And uh, her name is the, uh, Dr. Susanna Hoffman, who's um, a notable anthropologist. And her inclusion of the stories that's behind everything that we discussed was a bigger part than the actual sipping of the wine. Yes. But yes, the, the, the stories
0: to, to somebody like me who I consider myself like the wine outsider and that's why Foti and I are a good team because he's the expert. I'm the outsider. Um, He's always kind of teaching me about it. And, and whenever we have guests such as yourself, like I try to play the role of like the person learning about it and hearing the stories to me, I, I love wine, obviously, but hearing the stories makes it so much better and, and, hearing you describe like getting the story with the wine I I feel like it's such an important aspect of the whole wine experience and and absolutely what you're doing is is something that 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 is needed and necessary and we'll get to where where we're going to talk about the documentaries but I just want to say briefly like watching some of these clips I was completely like engrossed in it and and it makes me want to drink more green wine. Ah, mission
2: accomplished.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it's, I mean, it's 100% true. It's not, it's not just something we're saying. It's 100% true.
2: I mean, what better pairing than a good story with a good wine? I mean, exactly. you cannot it, get it, any better than that. Because
0: we yeah.
1: surround us, we surround ourselves in general with, you know, socializing, talking, discussing, having conversation around wine. So it obviously makes sense,
0: and and I also feel that with with how you know society is going with technology, and then especially now with the pandemic, and you know what I wouldn't give to be in an old Greek taverna with an old guy with a wine telling his stories. Like I I would I would love to just get that feeling again. I mean, it's great that we could communicate through technology. You know, that's absolutely wonderful thing. But come on, send me to an old Cretan village with an old man with a bottle of wine and let me hear those stories. And that wine is going to be the best wine I've ever had. Yes, Just make that sure that they is don't how give you. It is.
2: Too much <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> Excellent.
2: That's how it is. Um, so,
1: so wine cellar stories becomes um, live. It's growing popularity. You're growing followership. You're posting great content. And then what happens?
2: Uh, then I realized that I need more content and I need to, have a focus because i was all over the place with the greek wines with the american wines italian french i wanted to focus and what a better focus than in crete but i didn't get to that because by myself okay so as fate would have have it one of my wine teachers at a presentation uh, he said oh we have uh vines only in chile and I said, I raised my hand and I said, no, we have in Crete as well. I remember it. My grandfather used to tell me all the time. And he goes, no, it's only in Chile. I don't know anything about uh, Greece, but Greek wines are not that good, right? <laughs>
1: oh, Once again.
2: <laughs> once again, I was shocked because they were telling that to my face. <laughs> and plus, I was shocked by how, how little um, people knew about the quality of Crete, let alone the varieties, mm. and the microclimates, and all the beautiful stuff that we have in Greece. Um, I've heard from many people that, well, Greece is nice because it's a vacation place, right? It's the beach, the sun. Uh, and I say, no, we also have mountains and great wines and great wineries and go and visit when you can. In the meantime, I thought, what can I do to bring Crete to, to the U.S.? And the answer was, let's make a documentary.
0: And that's a that's a pretty that's and a that pretty sucks. big uh, that's a pretty big statement right there. Because as as I know, I'm not sure about everybody else, but you know, that's a tall order, and you you set yourself up for some real work, I imagine.
2: It, it was not hard. It, it's not it's not easy. It's uh, it hasn't <coughs> been since the beginning. Um, but I'm grateful for every step of the way. I I'm hoping that. Uh, you know, with with my team, we're going to create a really beautiful documentary where it would not only make people want to drink wine, but actually go to the store and buy it it, or order it online. Now, now we are in (laughs) these times.
1: Right. So, so you got the idea, thanks to this teacher of uh, pushing the thought of, you know, we need to do a documentary. So tell us a little bit more about the, you said the team, you created a team and how were you able to do that? And, you know, at what stage are you now with, with the with the production of this document?
2: Well, there was nothing professional about me making a team. It was basically a cry for help. I was mm-hmm. like, uh, look, you guys, I need to do that uh, and I need your help. Okay. So I hired a videographer in Crete and then I had a lot of volunteers, a lot of volunteers to help with uh, Staging the photography and uh, the art director the the driver I mean I had my mom help my brother there was say nothing in Greece, professional about that
1: <laughs> like they say in Greece, it took a village to help out
0: <laughs>
2: exactly it took a village
0: but I love it, I love it because there 's passion behind it
2: oh, from that we have plenty
0: <laughs> and I, I think I think that would make the best product if you if you had an unlimited supply of money and hired every single person. I guarantee you that you wouldn't have got as good a product as the people who volunteered because of the passion.
2: The passion and the heart they, they put in it because they really believed in what they were doing. Yeah. Uh, even though we were 12-hour work days in the sun, in the vineyards. And um, that that can be tiring if you do it. We did it for three weeks.
0: Oh, I can imagine. One
2: after the other. No yeah. breaks. Yes.
0: That's incredible. So so you were asking... so. Where are you at right now? Right now, we
2: are fundraising for the editing costs of the documentary, um, the whole production, and actually to to go there, hire the people, and film. Mm-hmm. It it was all from personal funds. I was going
0: to say so. So you you funded this yourself? And- yes unless you're, you know, some sort of billionaire, like there's only so far, (laughs) there's only so far you could go. So it's very important. And, um, before we, we finish, we need you to list where people could find this information. And obviously we're going to list it with the podcast and the video as well. Uh, because it's very important that you raise the proper funding to get this out because this is an absolutely wonderful thing that you're doing and, and people need to see this. So, um, so now you're, you're still in the uh, funding phase, correct?
2: Yes, uh, we're fundraising. At the same time, we're really, really slowly editing. Like As a fundraise, I, I put some more money into uh, uh, actually editing the documentary. And it's going. Are
1: you still filming as well at the same time? Do you still have to create, uh, gather more footage?
2: I, I did that in October. Okay. So coming back and uh, reviewing all my footage, I saw that I have the wineries. I have the, the, the storytelling from the owners of mm. the wineries. I have the professor. I, I have a professor of viticulture that spoke about the indigenous varieties on the documentary. I have the master of wine, Mr. Le- Lazarakis, mm. describing uh, how the wines fe- feel from, from his um, professional point of view, and I was missing the part where the consumers um, speak and taste and speak about the wines. So what I did, I took my little camera and my tripod and my lights and my microphone, and I went to different states asking wine lovers that I I was following through social media Mm. if they would taste uh, one white and one red and comment on camera. So, I went to New York, New Jersey, Washington, DC,
0: wow. and
2: Northern Virginia and Baltimore.
0: Oh, wow. Good for you. And I
2: had people taste the wines. They were tasting the wines for the first time and they were commenting uh, about it. And I believe that makes the documentary a more holistic approach. Yeah. It, it took a more holistic approach because we have the trade and the consumers.
0: That, that sounds awesome. And, you know, I don't want to tell you how to do your job, Krista, but I think you have to make a sequel with that original professor and original Oregon wine guy <laughs> and show them what's going on right now. Yeah. So that's, that's part two of this documentary.
2: That would be a fun, <laughs> a fun thing to do. Definitely. We
1: could be your actors. We can act like those guys if you need
0: it. could definitely act like a old grumpy dude. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but- <laughs> But, but um, just listening to what you're saying, I mean, look, think about it, Ari, from the beginning to where she is now. Um, you know, picking up and traveling to destinations just to be able to capture, um, you know, people's perspective on tasting, I'm assuming they were tasting Crete wine for the first time. These for are the, the first, time, first time, yes. Wow. I mean, that's some serious thought process uh, right there. I mean, and I don't know if anyone currently that I've come across that actually have taken these approaches. And I commend you because it's that's what it takes in the times that we live in to bring a, a, you know, a wine culture to the wine world, mm-hmm. where we just mentioned how it's so um, undervalued, overlooked, misinformed. The stigma still irks us as far as the reputation of Greek wine, even though it's getting better um, from from 20 years ago, let me tell you, when I decided to take the leap of faith into this, and I would go door to door in sales. You know, every every single when they say you know you get the door shut on you so many times, um, I was almost immune to the sound of the door getting shut because mm-hmm. it kept getting shut over and over. Only because, unfortunately, the only thing that mainly stuck to the consumers here in the U.S. back in the 80s and 90s for Greek wine was either Retsina or Mavro Daphne. That was our reputation. Yeah. And it's not the consumer's fault, as we mentioned. It's because, unfortunately, we didn't have the infrastructure, uh, the professionalism, the experts to allow Greek wines to develop like they have now. So that stigma stuck around for a while. But we're, 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 we're overcoming that slowly but surely. And efforts like yours, I think, goes a long way that eventually, at some point those that stigma will be a memory lost.
2: I believe that too. And I believe that um the social media and how how easily it is to use technology to connect uh the the trade, the wine trade with the consumers, the winery. The the consumers have they can access their favorite winery through Instagram. Mm-hmm. And that creates a connection we didn't have 15, 20 years or five years
1: ago.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. absolutely. Yeah,
1: um, but it's great. I, I, I think um, once, in my opinion, uh, your documentary um, gets out there and it's being seen and it gets shared and viewed, I think we're going to see a lot of positive impacts for sure. There's no question about it.
0: Um, no, that that's for sure. I mean, obviously, you're sitting here in front of me and I'm going to tell you right now, honestly, not because you're our guest and we're speaking to you, but this is 100% right up my alley for something I would be interested in if I just literally came across it somewhere on social media, or I got an email from someone, I would be all over this documentary. I mean, obviously I'm Cretan. So right there, but it's, it's not just that I'm Cretan. It's that it's, it's something that I feel I've been missing. Like I, I really love stories. I really love the connection between um, culture and wine, the stories of culture, the stories of wine, put it all together. Like it, it, that, to me, is a very enticing and entertaining thing, and I love to learn. So it, it's like a full package, and and I really truly believe that.
2: Uh, you guys are are in the the wine trade for a long and long period of time. Um, do you think that if a consumer watches a documentary and goes to their local wine shop or the, the some e shop and they ask for the wine, they they would find it.
1: Um, I'll answer that, Ari. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, so that's a very very good question because this is also have has been um, a setback for us in the Greek wine world, where we've done plenty of events, done a, a lot of marketing, and we get people excited for the moment. And if they don't have access to it when the when the um when the iron is hot as they say, then if they do visit their local wine shop and it's not available, then there's a disconnect and then that, that buzz gets lost. What we've been trying to do is we've been trying to uh, make a better connection to keep the buzz alive where we get people excited. And the quickest way to make the impact is to connect every type of content, social media, uh, newsletter, film, video to our platform, so they can purchase it directly and not have to venture out because the the reality is that there's um, some great wine shops around the country that do support Greek wines, and God bless them for doing that. But they represent a very small percentage of retail that has a good selection of Greek wine on the shelf at the moment. And I'm hoping that will change as time goes on. But I think that with our efforts, our goals are, or well, one of the main goals is to be able to have these products accessible and we believe that the e-commerce is one of the biggest solutions for us at, for us at the moment.
2: And it's, uh, it makes it so easy for the computer as well. If all they have to do is click a button and, and pay through their phone or their computer, it's, it'd yeah. be
1: great, if not to impose, but it'd be great to have maybe uh, a link in your documentary that after they watch it, here, click here to buy Cretan, Cretan wine. Yeah,
2: yes. Well, um, I don't think that we are allowed to do. Yeah, that. yeah. It was,
1: it
0: was just wishful thinking. But
2: <laughs> yeah, yes, there are things that you can uh, actually say. Well, if you want it, you can yeah. find it through here.
0: Yes. Yeah. Or subliminal messages. You know, a quick flash. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be like, I really want that Cretan wine. But yeah. I, I, I would challenge uh i would challenge anybody out there right now right here i would challenge you to not have a curiosity and a desire to try Cretan wine after watching her documentary i challenge anyone and i would love the feedback if if, if you could honestly tell us that you don't have the desire to try cretin wine after watching this i would love to hear from you so that's the challenge cool. we're putting out there
1: challenge accepted well, thank you <laughs> but uh please, uh So you're, you're, you're in the mode of editing. So you're, you're working on getting your, your footage edited. Anything that you're working on simultaneously in the meantime, as you're editing your project?
2: Uh, Yes, I am. I'm working towards my uh, diploma, WSCT diploma. And I was not aware that it would be so much work, but it is (laughs) here we are. and
1: uh, and you're preparing for an exam if i 'm not mistaken
2: Yes, in three days from now, from <laughs> when we're recording the
1: this podcast,
2: <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, documentary editing and my day job and also the the studying takes Definitely. a lot of time.
0: No, well we appreciate the fact that you took some time to to join us because it sounds like you have a pretty full schedule and Honestly, I think it's great that you're so busy, especially during these times. You know, it's better to be busy than not busy. So I know no. it's tough on you, but at least it's positive it's it's positive and good.
1: And now, Krista, do you have a um, an expected date that you'd like to have the documentary completed and launched? So
2: the goal is to finish the editing in February, start uh, sharing the documentary through different film festivals, and... Around uh, the fall of 2021 to have it released for everybody to watch.
0: And where do you have uh, any knowledge of where it's going to be released, or where you want it to be?
2: Through the Amazon Video platform, okay.
0: so people could so could
2: people can get it right it on demand at home that for free. Yes, awesome. And uh, I don't know if if the documentary gets any awards through the film festivals and some uh, major distribu- distribution distribution channel wants to buy it I won't say no
0: Hmm. you know it's uh... (laughs) why I mean absolutely why not it'll just spur you to to keep moving and keep making and creating (laughs) and and I think that would be amazing especially if you I I'm gonna assume you enjoyed the process as much work as it was I'm assuming you enjoyed the process, correct?
2: I I did enjoy the process. And uh, part of it was because I was discovering at the same time as I was filming, uh, not just the stories, but the quality of the wines from Crete. I had no idea. I had the pride. I had the passion. I didn't know that Crete had such quality wine. I mean, we're talking about 11 indigenous grape varieties, and all of them have a distinguishable character that, I don't know, it really Love shows the microclimate of Crete and the the beautiful terroir.
0: Excellent. That's so cool. So, okay. So, so right now you are in a funding process. So we're going to get all that information and we're also going to link it everywhere. Um, we also have, a, a, we'll, we'll let you know after, we won't get into it now, but uh, we, I think we could help with some of that fundraising as well. And we're gonna we're gonna again link it everywhere so everybody out there this is this is a really amazing thing that she's doing. Um, so why don't you give us? Do you have a website? Do you what's your social media handles everywhere that people could find you?
2: So the website is being uh, built right now, but uh, you can find me mostly on Instagram at Wine Cellar Stories,
0: and I'll and, link that as well.
2: And um, you can get all the information from there for the fundraising. Uh, as well uh but any any um, extra uh, fundraising absolutely. i definitely appreciate that you guys
1: well uh, we'll just dis- we'll discuss that before you before you leave but absolutely that's what we're here for as well
0: we i mean we stories like yours and 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 what you're doing is not just interesting to us but it's also part of everything that we are about and you know without people like you you know what we'd be talking about, it'll be me and Fati talking to each other, and nobody, frankly, nobody wants to do that or listen to that. So it's good that we have people that are passionate, that are doing creative and and very cool things. I mean, just from the the little bits that I've seen, it's like it's so cool, it's so cool, and that challenge stands. I I, I want to hear from somebody.
1: <laughs> well, we're de- we're definitely gonna um, bring back Pisa to our podcast to give us some follow-ups, or maybe we can have you come back when the documentary is ready so that we can let our audience uh, get excited about it. But any any last-minute thoughts, comments that you'd like to share with us before we come to a close?
2: One thing that I would like to share is uh, for people that are inspired to, to change their careers and get, get into the, the wine industry is have courage and find something that really speaks to your heart. Go for it. Take an action. I was not prepared to do filmmaking. I learned it along the way. I believe that when there is a will, there is a way. And despite, you know, being in the pandemic and having all this difficulty traveling, I did the trip to to Crete and it was difficult, but... You did it. Yes. So this is what I want to say to everybody. Uh, Don't be afraid because you don't know something. Be willing to learn it and then... You Know, go with the flow, as they okay. say, right?
1: Well said, well said, very well said. Well, and well,
2: drink Greek and course, wine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I it, I would right now, but it's uh, oh, it's still like 10.30. 30 or whatever morning, I'll say uh, it that before. never
0: stopped you before, Foti. So,
1: I don't want to give people the wrong impression, <laughs>
0: <laughs> but anyway, I mean, th- this was amazing, and thank you so much again with your, your crazy schedule for taking the time. Oh, um, no. we're gonna get. All your information Thank you up. for
2: the opportunity.
0: Yeah, and 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 you know we're gonna we're gonna make it a very big point on our end to to really get people as much as possible to 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 know about this, to watch it when it's ready, to hopefully donate because this is something that's very important to our culture. So everybody out there, make sure. Um, you know, in any way you can just just support, support these types of people who are creating these amazing things for our culture and our wines, just taking their time. Um, But thank you again, we appreciate it. And uh, And thank you guys.
1: Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Ari. Thank you, everyone for watching and listening. Don't forget, follow Chrisa at wine cellar stories on Instagram. And we're definitely going to have her back sooner than later.
0: Thank you so much. Take care. Take
1: care, everyone. Bye-bye.